1: Eight days a week. There is no stopping. The fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. Back at it again with the mailbag. Never. Boring. No, 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 no. You will not be hearing the sound of that. No, 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 no. As we bring the heavy artillery. And before we get into the mailbag, Danny G, Ohio Al, strike up the band. It's in the band. All right, uh, very good, Danny. Any opening thoughts, or should we just go right to the mailbag? What do you say? Let's uh, attack this head on. All right, we are going to attack it one by one. We go and mail, motherfucker. That's right, Kevin in Kansas writes since this, dear Ben and Danny G. I like knowing how the sausage is made. Could you give some insider information about how to create your podcast, or how you create your podcast? Uh, either the main show or the fifth hour. I listen to them all. Thanks uh, gentlemen. Uh, That is from Kevin in Kansas. Uh, Well, uh, Kevin, there is a method to the madness. As Danny G has said, you don't necessarily want to know how we make the sausage, uh, but there is a routine that we have. And as far as the podcast, it really depends on what part of the year it is right now. It's football season and we're doing Benny versus the penny on the podcast. And so, much of my downtime around the radio show. I spend, uh, I like to handicap the NFL games, like to think I know what's going on in the NFL. So I spend a lot of time following the radio show. Uh, I'll be uh, checking out stats and notes and information, gambling numbers on the NFL games. And then we will record that at a certain point. And then we've, We've settled into this routine, Danny, where normally on Saturdays, we talk about things that are going on in our world, which is good and bad. Uh, it, it's good because it's, it's something cool. But sometimes if there's nothing going on, you're like, wait a minute, I didn't really do anything. And uh, But fortunately, there's always something that seems to happen because we only really need one or two things, Danny, that happens during the week. to
4: Yeah. Fill and we out. do live exciting radio lives. Um, rock stars. Unless we're not, but Southern California provides a lot of content. Uh, my Tinderoni provides a lot of content. Your wife provides you with content. And you have uh, serious injuries from time to time that come up. <laughs> like, yes. like you looked like uh, Patrick Ewing walking around the studio the other day. <laughs> uh- <laughs> I,
1: I am sacrificing my body for the fifth hour podcast, for the Life of Malor podcast. I have injured my knee, my tooth. Yeah. I've burned my arm.
4: I've still had listeners asking me about the marinara episode. Oh,
1: man. I was back at Trader Joe's last weekend, and I walked down the aisle that has all the pasta sauce, and I gave the marinara the evil eye. I, I stared down the marinara, That's What <laughs> I did. And I said, screw you, marinara. That's what I said.
4: I could give you one little piece of behind the scenes for the podcast. Besides doing post production with the drops and imaging pieces and stuff like that, I also go through all of the wave files. And I wish I could show you if it was TV, I could show you what those look like. But just Google wave files, you'll see what they look like. And I find wherever your voice really peaks and I control that with a filter. Talk now. And then that way it doesn't blow people's eardrums out when they're listening to the podcast.
1: Yeah, it r- reminds me of the, the reverse when I was working in San Diego. Lee Hamilton, Hacksaw. He had a pedal under the, the the studio chair. And so the way this would work is when he'd get into a screaming match with the caller he would then press the pedal. And so therefore he would always be louder than the person he was getting into the heart. (laughs) I've never had that. I wish I could have that. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, You
4: with a pedal. That would be bad news.
1: (laughs) Pedal to the metal. Next up is Blake in Arkansas. He says, Ben, why is it that an NFL team jumps out to a 10 point plus halftime lead When that happens, you can almost guarantee that the losing team will make a comeback. College ball seems to to go the opposite direction. The better team gets stronger. They get faster. They're better in the second half, and they extend the lead. I'm to the point that if I like the favorite, I will just bet the first half I'm not much of a conspiracy guy outside of politics, of course, but something stinks Any thoughts? Well, I haven't spent too much time thinking about it, Blake, but it is a fair point. It's why in the gambling world, I've always uh, been under the assumption what I was taught by older gamblers is in college, you bet the favorite. In the NFL, you lean to the underdog if all things are equal. And it does seem, like even when they don't come back and win, if a team jumps out to a big start, the other team will get back in the game. They might not win the game, but they'll typically get back in the game. in any given weekend, maybe there's one game that's just a rat kill and a blowout, but other than that, at the most two in a given weekend, every other game is within 10 points or less, and usually it's within seven points or less. So it's one of those things, if you bet those monster teasers – where you get 10 points, it's like, well, wait a minute here. How can you lose? But you just got to make sure you don't pick the one game that turns out to be a debacle, Uh, because there's always that one game. So you got to avoid the one game. But other than that, it should be all right. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Pierre, formerly from Springfield, now from West Warren, he points out narrow casting. Uh, Pierre says, do either of you gentlemen pre-record sporting events? Uh, Do you do do that? Uh, Personally, I don't watch ever, uh, ever watch anything, uh, Pierre says, that I already know the outcome of unless you count a rebroadcast of a historical game or an occasional replay of a throwback game on our regional sports network. Any progress, he says, on landing the great Karen Kay. Or is she still bitter that you, Ben, blew her off uh, at the birthday party she had back in the day? Uh, it's Pierre, fan of Ernie the Great Opiner. Yeah, I screwed up. I uh, for some reason Ernie's name popped into my head, not Alf the Great Opiner. I said Ernie. It's a bad job by me. Uh, we we really haven't reached out to Karen lately, but we can make that happen once. Things calm down with Benny versus the Penny and all that. We'll definitely have Karen Kay on, maybe sooner. Who knows? And as far as the rebroadcast, I'll go first on that, Danny. Uh, if I know the score, I will not watch. But I do fall into rabbit holes. I'll be on the treadmill back when I had a working knee, and I'll be watching like they'll they'll show uh, an NBC game of the week with Tony Kubek or they'll show a Monday night baseball game on one of those old school baseball channels. And as long as they don't put the score of the game in the description that I click on, I'm in like, I'll turn on, I turned on a random, like it was a Chicago white Sox matchup with the Oakland athletics from like the early eighties. And I didn't know who won the game and I didn't really remember, you know, maybe I watched it. Maybe I didn't, but I was in because I didn't know the outcome. I I didn't remember the
4: outcome. What about you, Dave? Even when the DVR became a thing, I didn't use it to record sports because that's appointment viewing. If I didn't see it live, then I would watch highlights. But to watch an old game back, no. The only time I think I would watch an old game back is if my team destroyed another or had a really good showing and then there was a replay like on the NFL network, I would watch some of it again but I don't think I've actually taped a game as it was going since way back when I was a kid and we had VCRs and we would record classic Lakers games, Raider games at the LA Coliseum and stuff like that because at the time my mom would make us go to church or something like that and we would have to tape it. That way we could come home and see what happened and there wasn't social media ruining the score for us. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's very difficult if you're plugged in to not find out the score, even by accident. You might not be trying to get the score, but you'll see it somewhere, whether it's on your phone or you'll be driving, and it'll pop up somewhere, and it does uh, ruin the experience, and I will not watch a sporting event if I know who already won. What's the point? Uh, I'm right there with you
0: on uh, that.
2: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: I got mail. Yay! I got
1: mail. Yay! Carlos from Bang Bang Houston says, Hey, Ben, I was wondering if I can get a birthday shout-out. It's on the the, uh, 22nd, so it was earlier this week. I know you don't do birthday shout-outs on the radio, but it's a podcast. What are the rules, Danny? Do we are we allowed to do birthday shout-outs on the podcast? I thought that was more of a a one on one thing where you know, radio pod. We, this is broadcasting still, right? Podcast. Yeah, yeah.
4: I think they need to uh, pay you for one of those. Uh, Be a cameo. Uh, you it can do a cameo for you
1: if you want. And uh, uh, but uh, anyway, Carlos, uh, yeah, you, you've lived a tough life. Your hero is the end. Astros, uh, ruining all of Houston sports uh, tarnished because of the cheating scandal, but you seem like a good guy and you're a fan of the show. Uh, and I wish I could give you a birthday shout out, uh, but uh, I can't. He also says, what's the most memorable and worst birthdays uh, you guys have ever had. Keep up the great work. Well, we've talked about this in the past. And I don't know. Do we want to go back down that road, Danny? Do you want to, you want to share memories?
4: Uh, but I will say really quick on my 21st birthday Instead of it being some amazing blowout, I went and there was this girl I was dating at the time, and she was dead tired because of her work schedule. Her roommate could not wake her up. She was dead to the world. So I sat in the living room. A couple of the roommates gave me a beer to pop open, and I sat there on the couch watching a TV show. Oh, What a a (laughs) wonderful memory. Great 21st birthday. Well, but you, were, you weren't you were totally alone. There were other people there. Right? There were other people, and she felt bad when she woke up. So she's like, oh, I'm going to make it up to you tomorrow. I'm so sorry about my schedule. But my actual 21st birthday sucked because of her. Wow. All right. Uh,
1: next up, as we continue, further and further in the mailbag. Now, if you want to be part of the mailbag, some weeks we get a ton of mail. Some weeks we don't get that many. It's really a hit and miss. But if you would like to be part of it, we can't guarantee we're going to use your question on the air but I can guarantee we won't use it if you don't send it. So send it care of real fifth hour, real fifth hour. The email we use for this podcast, real fifth hour at gmail.com. Spell it all out. No numbers, real fifth hour at gmail.com. And I post on uh, usually Tuesdays, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon requesting questions. So there's a couple different ways you can do it. You can post it online. Or email it privately, and we may use your question on the air. You've got mail, Chris in Maricopa, Iowa. He sent an email in. He says, "Ben, I'm putting Ben and Danny G. I'm putting a resident lot up for sale. After my wife and I decided we don't want to build on the land anymore, and uh, and Chris says I have I have it listed in Facebook Marketplace right now." Did you use a realtor when you sold the Mallor Mansion? And do you have any other advice for me trying to sell it myself uh, to have some some sweet dough? Uh, He also says, PS, go Raiders. That Cardinal game uh, hurt bad. So, Chris, first of all, we did use a realtor. You can do it without a realtor, although I don't know much about Facebook Marketplace and I, I i'm not sure what the real estate market is in that platform and so m- my advice if you really want to go cheap and you really want to you, you want to go by the by the the cheapest route possible what i would do since apparently there's no property it's just land but there's still a lot of legal bullshit you got to fill out so my advice would be to pay a small amount by the hour to a realtor rather than giving them a commission, a flat commission on land. You could probably find somebody that would do it for a nominal amount of money where they have to do the paperwork. I had a buddy of mine I worked with in radio. He actually became a realtor and he's one of the most successful realtors in the San Fernando Valley here in LA and it always blew me away because I was like, the guy's just a radio guy and he doesn't really know a lot about the numbers and all that. And he told me he hired uh, this uh, assistant, this woman who's really good with the numbers. And he hired this guy that helps him out with the paperwork. And so he doesn't do any of the bull crap. He just has to worry about making the deal. And so there are ways you can do that. I would advise that Chris, any tips Danny G on real estate dealings for Chris in Maricopa to Iowa who wants to, save a couple of shekels
4: be careful watch out for squatters uh my mom and stepdad had a piece of property in montana for years it had nothing built on it when they finally went to check out the land you know it was a while they hadn't been there there was somebody squatting and living on the land and it turned out to be a nightmare to get the squatter off the property
1: yeah we've heard that it's it's in certain states i don't know what it's obviously montana you're talking about i know California. It's, it's like the squatter has more rights than the people that actually own the property. It's really messed up how they do that. But good luck to you, Chris. Mm-hmm. I would attempt to get on the real estate websites. That's,
4: uh, that's the way to go. On And that. make sure you forward us that address. I'm going to bring my tent over there for vacation.
1: Yeah. Danny G's going to have his honeymoon right there in Iowa, in Maricopa, okay. Iowa. Uh, All
3: right, scumbag, pay attention. It's
1: time for mail call. Mike from Fullerton writes in, he says, following up on an answer from last week, you are right not to read the really offensive lame jokes on the fifth hour. The guy who was chosen to host Jeopardy after Alex Trebek passed away was quickly fired, Mike points out, after people dug up old comments he made on a podcast. And as much as I like the fifth hour, if you ever read a joke, that personally offended me, I still wouldn't think twice before starting an online petition to shut your podcast down. Mike, Mike says, <laughs> uh, now, now to my question, how many people have each of you gotten canceled? If none, who would you like to cancel in the future? So I'll go first. I have not really gotten anyone canceled, although I did get an NBA player find a game check of over $60,000 because of my website, benmaller.com years ago. I've told the story a few times on the podcast, and on the radio show, there was a basketball player named Latrell Sprewell, pretty good player, very angry player. He's most known for choking his coach when he played for the Golden State Warriors, but he was on the Minnesota Timberwolves. They were playing the Clippers. It was on a Saturday night. And the fans were heckling Latrell spree well. There was one woman that was heckling Luttrell, and Latrell decided to scream out when the crowd was quiet and explain what the woman could do to Luttrell. It involved knee pads and uh, a tongue bath. And uh, needless to say, uh, that uh, that did not go over well. It got picked up on the live television broadcast and, uh, Let's just say uh, somebody I know who may or may not have been working on the broadcast. Let me know about it. I wrote a story about it on my website and uh, the NBA was, uh, they were fans of my website. They read about it on my website and ended up uh, finding, they originally suspended him for a game, Latrell Spreewell, and they ended up taking the suspension away, but they find him a game check because of that. And it, it would not have happened. It would not have happened without that story. The other part of that, which was great. I had a buddy of mine who is an NBA executive for, for a team. And I explained the situation and he told me, cause this happened on a Saturday. He said, Ben, nothing's going to happen on Sunday. Nothing ever happens in the NBA, the NFL or major league baseball on Saturday or Sunday all the executives go out to Long Island. They go out to the Hamptons. They go upstate. They go downstate. But they are not at the office. And he's right. Nothing happens on the weekends. All these decisions are Monday through Friday. The league offices shut down. And the NBA, on it was a Monday evening, they announced the punishment for Sprewell. Danny, have you gotten anyone canceled or would you like to get someone
4: canceled? I have never gotten anybody canceled. Not your style. I can write uh, a kid a uh, yellow uh, detention form, but even that was hard.
1: Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you punish the kids. Yeah. You know, kids have to explain to their
4: parents, well, you got, what did you do? Uh, shame on you. I'm smiling and having fun there at the school way more than I'm writing tickets.
1: Oh, that's good. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
2: Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Some 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club. I got mail. Yay!
3: I got mail. Yay! Oh,
1: Canada. Uh, we say hello to George. George. George, 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 George of Vancouver, British Columbia. You ever been to George, Vancouver? George the jungle. That's right. Vancouver is beautiful. Never been there. But I've seen lots of photos and videos, and uh, it's it's like an amazing place. uh,
4: I would love to go there as well. Yeah,
1: I would like to get there. Uh, He says he's been listening for five-plus years. George, you guys are the best. As you know, George, the best means as good as all the rest, but I'll accept that as a compliment. I would say a good Friday guest for the fifth hour would be Sean the Hood Guy. He is a beauty, George says. Well, I'm a fan of Sean the Hood Guy as well. I'm bummed out we didn't get to meet him at that Maller meet and greet, but hopefully next year when we do another one in L.A., in the L.A. area, we'll be able to meet Sean the Hood guy. Uh, says, this past Sunday into Monday, the first hour, Baltimore Crows, maybe that's why they didn't cut the check. Beautiful. He says, I love it when you bust Looney's, Arnie's, and Jonas's balls. Uh, signed, uh, George. Go hard on a guy in Vancouver. Well George, thank you for listening five years. Where does the time go? It goes by pretty quick and I still attack Looney even though he does not work for the company anymore. and I am still fascinated the fact that Arnie Arnie Spanier, a veteran talk show host, is afraid of the Mallor militia that fascinates me about Arnie. Uh, and uh, Jonas, now a big time morning host, love love goofing on Jonas. And it's good to see him now that I'm back in studio half the time. I see Jonas half the week and I see him and uh, LeVar Arrington and those guys. And so it's nice to see them as we are ships passing in the middle of the night, literally. uh, Why don't we do one more? And uh, I know you have places to go and things to do, Danny G. Is that accurate? Is that correct? Would that be fair? Uh,
4: Yeah. It's another day at the studios today.
1: All right. So last one, Nick in Wisconsin Writes and he says, Ben and Danny G. So let's play Start Bench Cut Food Edition. I actually like this. I <laughs> saved this as my closer because this is a version of F. Mary Kill, right? It's yes. the food version. And this is a good, good deal by Nick. Good job by you, Nick. I give you a gold star next to your name, thumbs up. So Nick in Wisconsin says, Ben and Danny G. Let's play Start Bench Cut Food Edition. Chinese, Mexican, and Italian food. You make the call. What do you do? All right. Start means you get that food whenever. Bench means you get it only sometimes. And cut means you can never consume the food again. Oh, Holy cannoli. All right. So this is very difficult. These are tremendous food uh, groups, cultural food groups, Chinese food, Mexican food, and Italian food. But I have decided in this game of start, bench, and cut, my starter. Viva Mexico! I'm going with the Mexican food. That is my starter. Uh, I love Mexican food. I'm very lucky to live in California, which is really just like northern Mexico. Uh, and they have uh, tremendous Mexican food here. Uh, so, so many talented uh, cooks and chefs and whatnot and restaurants and uh, just wonderful uh, so I'd go, and this you can eat tacos one day, burritos the next, enchiladas. There's so many different options with the Mexican food. Spicy, you can get mild. So I'm going Mexican food now. The number two, see that this is where it gets really hard because you can never eat one of these foods again. Damn! But I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put Italian as my as my bench. The Italian's gonna be my my bench. Okay. And that means I'm going to say bye-bye to Chinese food. And I love the Chinese food, but I got to say goodbye to it. And the reason I'm going to say goodbye to it, Danny, is because when I eat Chinese food, it often does not fill me up. And so when I eat a hearty Italian meal or a nice uh, big Mexican meal, I feel full. Uh, and, And also, I go to a Mexican restaurant, Free chips. I go to an Italian restaurant. They've got bread on the table. And if they don't, I walk out. I go to a Chinese restaurant. What do they have on the table? Nothing. They got like soy sauce or something like that. So I'm taking the Mexican food as my ace. I'm taking the Italian as my closer, uh, occasional closer. And then I say bye-bye to the Chinese food. What about you, Danny? Play the game now. What a great (laughs) game this is. Start, bench, or cut Italian-Mexican-Chinese
4: food. Wow, great question. This is a tough one. And I like that we have different lineups here. I'm going to have to start Chinese food. What? Yeah. What? And the reason why is because Panda Express is in our rotation almost every week. But is that actually really Chinese food? That's like
1: Americanized Chinese food.
4: American Chinese food, but I think it still counts because also we love Thai and Japanese. I would include that in that category. Racist.
3: Racist.
4: But... (laughs) But I would, like uh, some good sushi rolls, good Japanese restaurant, a good Thai restaurant. That's got to be in the mix. Uh, Mexican food, I would just bench for a little while. Taco night at Arcasa is one of the best nights there is. I can't imagine living without that. And I hate to kill my heritage, my Siciliano heritage.
1: You can't. You you, you have relatives turning over in their grave, Danny. You can't do this with me.
4: Italian. True, but, but here's the thing. I've eaten enough Italian food to last two lifetimes. So I've already had my fill of it, starting from when Grandma G used to make the pasta from scratch and the bread from scratch and have get-togethers every Sunday. Oh, the smell inside her kitchen, Ben. I mean, I saw relatives I hadn't seen in weeks, and they would come over just for the food. Dating back to when I was a little kid, I've had real Italian food. So I think because of that, I could kill it and maybe not kill myself. She died of a heart attack, unfortunately. And you know why. She had marinara sauce in her vein.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you <laughs> she got rid of the blood with the marinara. Well, that's a, a fair point. You have eaten a lot of Italian food, but you think of the diversity, the Italian lineup with the ravioli, the different pastas, the beef dishes. I mean, you can go any direction. True. Uh, with that what's your go-to at, at panda express what's your go-to because i i was an orange chicken guy with beijing
4: beef that was my, my oh yeah i love that beijing beef as well i like the chicken and green beans okay it's a good one and i love the orange chicken like a lot of people
1: but that- the key the key danny as you know is you got to make sure it's fresh. You don't want to go oh, yes. there when it's like the last couple of pieces of orange chicken yep. and it's sitting around, it gets soggy. Who wants that? Nobody no knows.
4: veteran move. You tell them I'll wait until you bring out another hot dish. Yeah,
1: that's the way to do it. And uh, John real quick says, do you ever think Kyler Murray is just waiting for the moment to kick your ass for what you say? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not, uh, not too worried about Kyler. And even if he tried to kick my ass, I don't think he could reach my ass. Uh, and and he doesn't even know about me because I'm not on Twitch and I'm not playing video games. So I don't think Kyler even knows who I am. So I think we're good on that, although I understand he does uh, go on Twitter and has probably seen some of those videos. All right, we'll get out on that. Danny G, Sunday, Sunday. I know I'll be back after all these NFL games, after that Sunday night 49er Bronco game back in the radio uh, studio. What do you have going on today? How can people follow you, Uh, Danny G?
4: This is where I always say I'm going to go in for the very fun Covino and Rich show. This is going to be the last Sunday Covino and Rich show. So that's going to be awesome. Of course, the new weekday show for them starts tomorrow on Monday at 2 p.m. West Coast time.
1: Covino and Rich, Fox Football Sunday.
4: That should be a cool show because they're going to direct their regular audience to their new Monday program. And then right after that, the lead into your first show of the week, which is Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier.
1: Awesome. And uh, and I'll be uh, back as we said there late night on the overnight, a new week is upon us. So have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the football. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast. Even as we've crossed the Rubicon into football season And we will catch you next time. Same podcast, same download, the whole
4: thing. Later, skater. Bye, Felicia.